Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast live conference call. That's right. What other podcast could actually improve its audio quality by switching to a live conference call protocol during the national title game? That's right, us. That's right. I'm Spencer Hall. We're going to be joined here by, uh, you know, a cavalcade of characters, but, but the usuals as well. Brought to you in stunning 28.8 pod. This Alabama Crimson Tide. Currently down by a score of 31 to 16. Not 17. Because guess what? Your favorite. You're going to get us sued. You're going to get us sued. Missing an extra point because I'm an Alabama kicker. Yeah, they're they're down 31-16, which everyone called. Because that's what everyone thought would happen in this game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, is this this is uh, this is slightly stunning so far? Like I say that legitimately, but it's really about like what two turnovers? It's two turnovers. Yeah, That's but 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 wait, you have to say like what? Because if you said there were going to be two turnovers in the first half of this game, I would have said okay, maybe there's like a ball that gets tipped at the line or a weird fumble or somebody drops a punt. What I wouldn't have thought like oh. Two very ill-advised Tua throws. I wouldn't have said, yep, that's how that'll happen. I watch football. Those were big dog INTs, though, man. (laughs) (laughs) Ja'Cory Harris loves the authoritative quality of these INTs. No, yeah, no, they were, listen, they were 100% certain INTs. They were on the money. You get a silk ascot. That's what you get, the Ja'Cory Harris line. Paul, that's why I don't think we should put Jalen Hurts in, frankly. Because you know what? He's hitting them right in the hands. Right in the hands every single time. Ball's um, exactly where it's supposed to be. We're also taking some questions from y'all in the Q&A, and I'm going to uh, gonna go ahead and give some of those. Uh, this one, I think, is for Holly. Holly, this one comes from Jim, G-Y-M, Harbaugh. Nick Saban is coaching for his job, true or false? You know, I think it's fair to ask at this point whether Saban's the man for this job, Ryan. Is he too complacent? Is he too satisfied with what he already has? Is he too fat happy? Is he too busy thinking about how this game is costing him recruiting? Can you see every lost Caraba's dinner in his beady little eyes? Do you think think he's lost confidence because the New York Giants aren't reaching out to him again this year? Does he have... uh, Little giants. <laughs> Does he have Mercedes-Benz dealership numbers on his brain? Oh. If, they, if they've sold enough, you know, if they've sold enough luxury vans, because yeah. remember, you can buy you can buy the Nick Saban luxury van at any Nick Saban dealership. All right, there's a custom van that you can buy. It's like ten of them made, and it includes, among other things, I think, like custom decorating cues given to the the design team by Nick Saban himself. Can I can I talk about something before this gets entirely off the rails? Because I I feel like it's time to bring up my very favorite thing about the fact that Bama can't kick. All right. God, you're such an ungenerous improv partner. <laughs> you know how you say all right and all right, fucking and. kind of yes and asshole. <laughs> I assume that was how. I assume that was also Spencer uh, responding to his wedding vows. Do you, Spencer? Take yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. 
All right. My favorite thing about your wedding is that your wedding china is leopard print. It is leopard. It is leopard print. That's I'm absolutely not making this up. We have never told a joke on this podcast. That's That's what... Spencer's married to Shaka Khan. People don't know that. <laughs> Happily, sir. Happily. Um, the thing that I wanted to say about Bama kicking, and I feel like I've brought this up before because goodness, have we been in this situation more than once. But the thing that I love about Bama's kicking woes when it happens is that kicking is, you know, football is a complicated thing, complicated game with many variables, with many moving parts. And kicking is the game aspect with the fewest variables and therefore the aspect of the game over which in theory Nick Saban can exert the most amount of control and he can't he absolutely can't I have a theory about why that is it's too simple for him right mm -hmm. he can't get in here and go okay well listen we're gonna line up in a three point right you can't out hustle you can't out hustle like 37 other teams on your way to, I just put him in the NFL again by accident and misidentified the number of teams. Do not at me. Uh, send your complaints to 38 Godfrey appearing on this conference call because it's for professionals. But you can't out hustle one swing of a kid's leg against the wind. And you can see that little frisson of panic in his little squirrel eyes every time somebody tries and it's, it's beautiful man it's just beautiful yeah if you go and find the alabama crimson tides 2008 defense playbook it's 430 pages long you know what the playbook is for a kicker it's a sheet it's a pamphlet maybe 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 that's a problem maybe we need to mix the play call up a little bit <laughs> nick saban's 948 pages maybe, maybe we need to let the kicker get out there and read the coverage I think one problem might be, do, do you know how many stars the number one kicker has in the 2019 class? He is a Bama signee, by the way. Three? Three! Oh. A three star. Boy. Bama way. Boy. Barely even a football player. Wait, wait, why, why are they not just taking some, why are they not just taking some other five star and saying like, all right, you ever want to play wide receiver? You better learn how to kick for a year first. <laughs> I mean... That's probably why the kickers feel so bad and have such low self-esteem at Bama. They're like, I am but the poor boy at the rich boy's school. They'll never measure up. Only in here by the skin of my teeth. Please talk like this for the rest of the night. No, no. Casio dog, take those old records off the shelf. <laughs> Casio dog, take those old records off the shelf. <laughs> I like that Spencer's <laughs> describing Bama kickers as if they're like Harvard legacy <laughs> Pippin, some tiny little like Oliver Twist type character who's like, please, sir, I have enough office burrito. <laughs> Everybody's like, you'll never make it here at Bama. And they just basically take that to heart. This is the most unheartwarming story ever that the small upstart recruit actually fails on the big stage, right? Aww. 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 Speaking of failing on the big stage. <laughs> Yeah, that and failing on the big stage. I'm also looking at Imagine Dragons right now, which I just no, saw no, them. you said big stage. I saw them and I just heard light them up, which I know is not Imagine Dragons. I most I mostly like that ESPN did not even technically invite Imagine Dragons to the national championship game. They're like, hey, we really want you guys to play. Cool, really excited to play Levi's Stadium. Well. We were thinking more of a kids' table event. The uh, Treasure Island, which is where the Imagine... Which I thought was in Orlando. 
it's it's actually slightly closer than Orlando. Having them at Treasure Island in Orlando would only be a little bit more out of the way than this thing. It's like on the complete other side of the bay on an <laughs> island that uh, <laughs> Richard Johnson put together. On an island on like Etienne or on an actual island? It, it, it looks like this island was just like created like SimCity style. And uh, there are radio radioactive contamination concerns. There are what contamination concerns? Radioactive! It's no big deal. I'm so sorry. Radioactive contamination at the Treasure Island Naval Station, where San Francisco plans to build a high-rise community for 20,000 residents, is more widespread than previously disclosed, according to the U.S. Navy. This is where we put our halftime show. (laughs) That's that's where we put Imagine Dragons, because you know what? You got to keep excitement like that away from all the mill managers <laughs> yeah. of the world. You got to contain that. You got to contain it, y'all. You got to put it way out in the bay where, you know, the Steve Ballmers of the world can't get hyped to whatever they're going to, whatever it takes. Let me, let me ask you a question. A, you meet a stranger at a, like a nice dinner party and you say, oh, what do you do for a living? And they say, oh. I am in Imagine Dragons. Wait, How do- um, I think we've been talking for like four minutes and nobody can hear us. I think on the phone version they can't hear us, but if you're still, I don't know, if you're if you're in the Q and A, make a, drop us a note if you can hear us there. And if you can't, I mean, what did people expect from this podcast? You know what I mean? We made it five minutes. That's still pretty good. We did great. But if you were at if you're at a party and you meet somebody and they say, I'm an Imagine Dragons, how do you go about proving or disproving this argument? Uh, I couldn't. And, you know, like, that's the other thing. It's what happens when you ask somebody, hey, man, you know, like, what music do you listen to? And they're like, you know, I'm really into Imagine Dragons. Like, oh, it's what, a good thing we're recording this. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to that? How do you no. react? You people like, oh. say they can hear us. How dare oh, you? People say they can hear us. Okay. <laughs> this is only... Okay. We have, we have differing reports on whether the audio works or not. I think it's the phone version. Hmm. Um, also, I, it sounds like we, we may have somebody else joining us momentarily. Uh, Pablo from the New York office. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping to get his thoughts on these, on these quarterly reports. Oh, good. Oh, now it did go.
Hello? 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 Can anyone hear me? <clears throat> Hello? Hi, hi. Hello, hello. Hi, who, who we got on? Ah, uh, it's Pablo. Pablo! All right, Pablo, I promised on Twitter that you could say the cusses that you wanted to say, so do you have any? Putanginamo. <laughs> there, that's all we were... That's your mother is a whore in Tagalog, which is the primary dialect of the Philippines. See, you know, people say that sports isn't educational and that it's not about academics first, but I think we're proving them wrong right now. I mean, as I'm giving you a little cross-cultural dialogue, I am also watching on mute the dude from Imagine Dragons just gyrate generally around what appears to be uh, Lil Wayne dressed as some sort of Dennis Rodman character, which is as cross-cultural as anything, I think. It's good. It's I like to imagine that they're doing sort of like a Dennis Ro uh, a like Demolition Man remake, but with not no budget, just budget applied to the wrong places. And I just want to clarify for the record, when this is inevitably aggregated, that was a compliment to my employers. <laughs> That's And now people have to print that, too, because that's how journalism works. Yes, it is. By the way, I don't know how conference calls work, but I'm glad this is happening. I feel like I was kind of sitting there in silence awkwardly, just hearing vague clicking, and I feel like that may have been my cue to go, and I just totally missed it for about oh, no, 20 seconds no, or so. No, you did the right. So um, for context, for, since you may not know, um, this podcast is haunted by a powerful ghost who will never this be. This is a yeah, I mean, I mean, I use that in the loosest sense of the word, you know, where like if yes, um, yes, yes. if if a child pulled up to you with a wagon tied to their bicycle and was like, hey, mister, it's my taxi, you would play along and sort of, oh, wow, look at you, where are you, oh, gosh, where are you going to take me? But you wouldn't actually get in. Unfortunately, you, Ryan, got, in the, you got in the wagon. Ryan, you've gotten so big. You're very handsome now. Look at you, man. That's, you know what? This whole podcast, all the years of it, just a ruse to get you to call me handsome just once, and it finally paid you, off tonight. You, you are my handsome and definitely podcasting boy. <laughs> I feel like that took a turn there. Um, so what, do you, what did you think of the first half of the game? Uh, does... Adam Driver, but on like a Christian Bale kind of diet, does he play Trevor Lawrence or does someone know? Uh, I can't prove it. I can't, I mean, you're, I figured you had the sort of like inside information on there. So. Yeah, no, I just, I just feel like when the movie of this game is made, I, I just, uh, I just, uh, vice. I thought I've had Christian Bale on the brain. I feel uh -huh. like, I feel like, I feel like Clemson's quarterback could be played plausibly by, Adam Driver after some sort of like really extreme diet that a sort of Christian Bale does. So that was my main thought. Yeah, or we could maybe do the like Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, 
like the looper thing, that kind of level of makeup. Ooh. I could see that working. Did you, did you like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, Bruce Willis prosthetic in Looper? Did that pass muster for you? If, 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 I, here's what, here's what I think. If you had never seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt in anything else, you didn't even know who he was, it would have worked. But if you Agreed. knew that he existed and you knew what that he had a Joseph Gordon-Levitt face, you were like, what are we, guys, what are we doing here? I completely agree. It was a little insulting, honestly. It It was, you know what, it was a choice and... That's so all I'm going to go, yeah. go and I'm an uncomfortably tanned uh, Steve Yoon for Tua. Uh-huh. I just want to claim Tua as part of officially the Pan-Asian diaspora. <laughs> I, don't know if, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's really been out there in the discourse as much as I'd like. So I'm going to go with, yeah, Glenn from The Walking Dead, Steve Yoon, fantastic mm-hmm. actor. Again, mm-hmm. uncomfortably tanned, probably right. what they're going to do to Aladdin in the forthcoming live-action movie. Again, for my employers and for aggregation, that was sure. also a compliment. Gosh, um, I don't know why they yeah, cast yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they cast Will Smith as Dabo. That seemed like a mistake. That seemed like a force. <laughs> no, but see, it's, 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 there's going to be a – that's misleading. It's going to be a CGI Will Smith playing Dabo. It's not going to uh, be normal Will Smith. They're going to CGI uh, him up as Dabo. I know the, the early photography that you probably saw was, was a little misleading, but that was just for EW. They're going to sure. CGI him up into being full-on Dabo. Yeah. Sure, it's going to be a Polar Express Dabo, which, hey, just <laughs> picture that before you lay your head down tonight. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, hey, can I, why are you not on one of these, like, side hustle broadcasts? What What do you have to do to get on, you know, the the high noon? What, uh, what do we have to do to get the high noon broadcast next year? So I feel like I was at the game last year. I was luckily at the game last year, not doing anything for really ESPN. I was doing work for an unnamed telecommunications company whose relationship with me has seemingly ended since then. So I'm not going to give them any more free free advertising on my end. But anyway, I was watching, I was watching from the game on my phone, what seemed to be, what was that? I think, that was, I think that was Holly and Spencer. Oh, yeah, that's good. We fell uh, off. Like, if this, is, if this is just, like, uh, an animal attack happening, I didn't know if that was, like, <laughs> if that was, like, a, I, I didn't know if that was a soundboard or a literal. No, it's, it, you, remember, you remember how, like, you remember how, like, uh, Pee Wee would have the word of the day and people would just shout? We do the same thing, but with squirrels. We release 500 squirrels. <laughs> By the way, uh, Peewee is on Netflix, and I've it heard, is I've incredible. heard this. Does it hold up? Yeah. Okay. It's so – it actually holds up a lot better than I ever thought it ever did in the first place. Like, I did not I, – I watched it as a child not understanding truly much of the, I think, uh, obvious, like, adult, we're all on drugs, let's just admit it kind of vibe that was going on. And now I realize just they, they leaned into it fully from day one, and it's kind of amazing. Hey, hey, uh, just to catch Holly and Spencer up, uh, we've talked about Looper, and now we're talking about... Um, oh. We could hear you the entire time, and we're talking back to you, unaware that you couldn't hear us. It was great. We were dropping bombs. Oh. <laughs> um, I would like to thank alert reader Amy for letting me know that none of us could be heard. Oh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
that's that, that, completely on brand. I love you perfect. guys. We're gonna graduate. Uh, We're never gonna see each other again. Well, I had I, I was having a really great conversation with Ryan for whatever that's worth. Oh, we heard. Although there was the like two minutes where you were just saying hello into nothing, which I think no, really that was so <laughs> I am so excited to hear what this thing ends up sounding like. No, that was Pablo. That was Pablo's Will Smith drop. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, "I'll bring the woodwinds in," and here comes Ryan, our mighty oboe. We have uh, several requests on Twitter. Uh, please don't edit this in the recording. Uh, don't worry about that. No, I know. Um, and for John Shaw, put four minutes of Ryan clicking into the Louvre. <laughs> I also I, uh, uh, I wanted to go ahead and suggest Blake Lively for the role of Trevor Lawrence. We'll just, ooh, I was tell us, oh wow! Tilda would do it too well. Yeah, Tilda might be Trevor Lawrence right now. No, you want to you want to keep Tilda for Saban, don't you? Oh <laughs> no, she's too tall. They're gonna have to like, reverse, they're exactly. gonna have to put her through like reverse gap. Yeah, kind of that thing in the Hobbit where they have like you know tilt shift sort of perspective. Yeah, Tilda shift. Have we discussed uh, Boomhauer as Trevor Lawrence? Reader, we have not. (laughs) Have have we discussed Andy Serkis as Nick Saban? Oh. Yeah, they can make him any size. (laughs) Did y'all see when uh, Dabo and Nick were separating at midfield at pregame and Dabo reached back and did like the buddy arm clap and Saban reached back and totally whiffed? Like you might see. Can I can I admit something real quick? Yeah. So the first time I ever did first take was the first time I ever met Stephen A. Smith. We're sitting across at this desk. There's a longer story here that I'll spare. But anyway, so happens that uh, he and Bomani execute a very casual and successful dap. And I just whiff. Just totally whiff. <laughs> It was bad. I was I was shaking. Like hold out the potato, right? Like just hold out the fist and then kind of cover it badly. There's actually it's on Twitter somewhere, but someone I thought I thought that no one had caught it, uh, and then someone sent me a video, and it's worse than I thought. I like it's my face, my face. It just it's just the face of a man who failed to execute once again a cross cultural exchange. <laughs> oh. I'm so proud of you. I'm, hey, listen, the, listen. The important thing is you're not a podcaster. Well, I feel like this. We shouldn't really count our chickens yet. Right? <laughs> like we feel like it's gonna happen. I mean, you're a podcaster now, but you can hardly be held blamed for that. No, that's like that's like do... taking kids to prison for scared straight and saying they're quote prisoners. Like we live here. He's just visiting. <laughs> Are you the dude? Are you the dude who ends up in jail for like the random DUI or like the warrant they didn't know for not have not having paid like a speeding ticket, right? Like you get in and we're all like, yeah, armed robbery. Pablo's like, yeah, I don't know, like there was a clerical error or something. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm like, yeah, I had a 10.99 issue, I think that was really confusing. Sorry, it's, but yeah, I now been, been in prison with you. It should have been civil court only. I'm very confused by this, but. Here we are. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait, so Ryan was going to be a, do- a lawyer. Pablo's parents, I'm sure, are, are 
still holding out hope that he goes to medical school. Jason, did your parents have That's aspirations right. for you that you fell short of by falling into a podcast gulch? Uh, probably like youth pastor or something like that. Oh yeah, they've got to feel extra wow. skinny watching watching Dabo. Uh, do you think Dabo's mom is mad that he doesn't teach Sunday school? Yes. How do we know he doesn't? Yeah, we don't actually. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, my parents had no expectations for me other than constantly like being amazed that I got to the next grade. That was about <laughs> it. Yeah, I did not join the family business, and I'm not a nuclear chemist, so I'm I'm also a failure in that respect Spencer as well. Spencer made it to level four of Marvel Madness. <laughs> Day, they were like, and there it rolls out onto the bus. There it goes. We just had okay, somebody, Amy. It's Amy. Amy, man, why you got to do me like that? She says she's gonna mute us if the Fansville finale commercial comes on. If this finale involves Larry Culpepper, I'm putting a fucking foot through the screen. Okay, Pablo, you need to be brought, <laughs> you need to be brought up to speed on a story that you may or may not know about Larry Culpepper. Do you, you're familiar with this uh, horrible like creation of the ad industry, right? Uh, I'm going to demand that you explain it to me. <laughs> so Larry Culpepper was this um, kind of creepy dude who wore coat shorts in these Dr. Pepper commercials. And he made all sorts of really mundane claims like, I invented the college football playoff. You know, like. Okay. Uh, like um, if you left Steve Spurrier's husk in hot dog water for six months and then fished it out and put it in a Dr. Pepper uniform. Yeah. And <laughs> the ad agency all along would claim, you know, oh, man, this beloved character, right? Just college football fans can't get enough of him. To be clear, this is the ad agency that made all of Dr. Pepper's other ads. So I see where they went wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he sort of became, like, rabidly hated by college football fans online just for being himself and for I being... I think I proposed a game show a couple years ago that was like, let's hunt and kill Larry Culpepper. Well, I mean, the thing was, is that with the character and the way they made him dress, they went like just a little too close to can't be allowed within 500 yards yeah. of elementary school. Yeah, those right? knee like, socks were, yeah. The knee socks, and it just, it made him look like, yeah, it made him, it, it was bad. So I thought, okay, this is really bad. And then we went to the title game one year and the dude was there. Like they had him. like the real the, the actual uh, guy. Yeah, but he was in costume. He had like his belt, his waist belt with Dr. Pepper in it. This was at Dallas, right? This was at the first playoff championship. No, I think this. I think this was in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, he rolls out in real life, and they have the PR flack in front of him, like going, "Hey, you guys want to talk to Larry Culpepper?" And but but they're, but they're doing this at Radio Row, so it's like, yeah. hey, you know, famous radio guest, Larry Culpepper. And it was like they turned someone with plague loose in the crowd. Like you could see people doing everything from edging away to openly pointing and laughing. Except, to, except, except who gave him the time of day and who had him on his radio show at the time? Um, go ahead, Brady, Brady Hoke. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Brian, you want to tell? Yeah, you want to bring us a little bit of that, a little bit of that interview here. I love, I love Please. you, I love you, sweet Dr. Pepper Santa Claus. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I like that in every imitation Ryan does, they're complete imbeciles. Like, <laughs> there's no imitation of yours where the character can feed itself successfully for more than a day or two scavenging. Imbeciles who are about to pass out. 
Yeah. Um, wait. Okay. I knew that already. So, so just quick, quick question then. What, what, what ended with how did how did the Larry Culpepper saga end, or what what happened to him? So there's been this like year long series of Dr. Pepper commercials that is frankly so well done that I was astonished to discover they were Dr. Pepper commercials. But they've been teasing the the finale of this like Friday Night Lights type series of Dr. Pepper ads they've been running tonight. And I have this horrible creeping feeling that his dumb fucking face is going to show up again <laughs> because it's Dr. Pepper and you're never really safe. So I, I, we have a good tweet from uh, subscriber Javier Garcia. When Larry Culpepper came to the Iowa City Hy-Vee, the store managers <laughs> <laughs> the store managers stood around him like they were his security details, like his ring of honor, <laughs> like Larry Culpepper's Praetorian guard. Oh my God, that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna turn out that like Saddam, he has body doubles, and we killed several of those. The <laughs> I just um, like that this man goes on a listening tour of the country. That's great. He's running. 2020, you'll see. <laughs> He's running, clearly. <laughs> oh, God, if that were... Oh, my... Larry Culpepper... No, I can't say that out loud, shit. No. Larry Culpepper has hired Frank Lunt. <laughs> and everything is happening. Larry Culpepper's out here blowing out Lincoln Chafee by a percentage point. Well, I mean, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I enjoy people whose names you cannot remember in faces. Like, Lincoln Chafee, perfectly forgettable human But he day. already looks like he's... Like, he looks like he's been in the Hall of Presidents for 20 years, and his face wax is starting to peel. Like, a guy currently playing on Alabama's offensive line right now is 22-year-old Lester Cotton Sr. Lester Cotton Sr. Less, yeah. That man is a deacon. That, that dude's already a rock and pillar of his community. He is three days to retirement. He's got a pension. <laughs> he's been working for the electric company. I'll laugh if uh, I look this up and Lester Cotton Sr. is actually just a really agile 54-year-old. Yeah. Like, they'd <laughs> be like, he's four stars for where. He'd be five stars otherwise. But yeah, like Lester Cotton Sr., that's an amazing name. Lincoln Chafee, instantly forgettable. Oh, 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 we almost had a chance. Oh, hey, the gate. The game's been back yeah. on for five minutes, which no one... He said professional. Huh. It's fine. It's fine. This is, <laughs> this is a college football podcast. We're fine. <laughs> We're doing great. Also, we can't actually tell you what's happening because then we get FCC'd. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, but I, I feel like... I, I do feel like the government shutdown prevents any FCC enforcement, though. So maybe we're good. Oh, oh shit. that's why they call us the shutdown full cast. <laughs> oh. We're thriving. We thrive in chaos. Um, I did ask our listeners if they think Larry Culpepper is dead. Um, these are live results right we're now. Uh, 39% yup, 61% nope. So, yeah. He's Result, back. inconclusive. He's coming back. You got to cut the head off. Everybody knows that. Pablo, Pablo, have you been to this stadium or this area of this area of the world, Santa Clara, California? I, you know what? I have not. I am woefully unfamiliar with the environs of that. No, you're blissfully. Again, again, that definitely wonderful choice for a stadium. <laughs> um, I know that some of Pablo, you wouldn't have heard this probably because you have a job and real things to do, but people who listened to our last episode will 
recall me screaming about how the architecture at Levi Stadium is both way too big and way too small for this title game. And we got a pregame message from listener Jim who says, here at Levi's and forgot just how vertical the stadium is. Feel like I'm going to fall off the face of the stands. <laughs> like it, it's massive, but inside it's like straight up and down like it's a fucking Quidditch venue. And so it feel like everything else is really far away, but also like you're really just crammed in. It's it's an right, right, like a, if it had been intentional, it would have been amazing. Right. So there's just a constant sense of vertigo that you're suffering at all times. Yes. They also sell a $17 brisket sandwich. This is one of the things that I was bitching about, one of the many things that I was bitching about pregame, which is we've landed in just about the only stadium in the Pac-12 footprint that has shitty food. Yeah, the only like, one. We could have played this at Stanford and had delicious garlic fries. We could have played this at Oregon and had that delicious cedar plank salmon that they sell up there because we're all bears at heart. But no, no, we're we're watching Joel Anderson, bless his heart, eat a $17 brisket sandwich in the middle of ass nowhere, California. Oh, but, you know, Northern California brisket, that's the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like out west, like if you got a stadium, you want natural beauty at the edge of the stadium. You want it right up in the frame. Rose Bowl, just the gorgeous San Gabriel's behind it. If you get Husky Stadium, if you go up to like Washington, you have all yes. the water and the boats and the romance of the stadium. Even if you go out to like the Mountain West, you get like BYU where the Waysatch Rangers I will are forever. Right there. I mean, I'm going to take heat from Colorado fans for this, but I will forever claim that the best stadium view in the country is at Utah State in Logan. Yeah, just gorgeous mountains, right? And then in Santa Clara, you get a view of a goddamn Old Navy. Just just a, there. <laughs> no, it's like you're playing inside an Old Navy, an outlet Old Navy. <laughs> you, you, you don't even get a Levi's. You get the Old Navy. Yeah. Yeah, Levi's Levi's just sponsors. You get the you get the lower end brand outside, along with, according to people who are tweeting at me, streams of commuters wondering what was going on in the stadium. <laughs> hey, are they are they giving away are they giving away burrito bowls or what's going on? Should I line up for this? Yeah, is that is that that is that, some, is that a disruptive event? I need to go to a disruptive event. <laughs> Oh, for a minute there, we were at 1,906 attendees in honor of the earthquake. Great job, guys. Jesus. We're wow. We can't, we can't. Who's offended by that? We, no. can't, we can't bring you anywhere. Who's, who's getting burnt over a 1906 earthquake reference? Do you think there's a 140-year-old person listening to this? Like oh. somebody who's a knob building? Yeah, like, what do we actually think the insult here is? Ha ha, your building was made of stucco. Uh, yeah, because vampires would be 140 years old, and this is how they would punish themselves for whatever sins they committed in life. No, Bama's not the king. Oh, 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 wait, 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 come on, we're all going to listen to this together. All right, let's, let's look. Wait, Brian, has the, have they already kicked three more? Oh, it's a four. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Georgia, they learned it from watching you. <laughs> Alabama head coach. Wow. Well, he ain't calling. <laughs> Christian Bale thanked Satan at the Golden Globes. It has all been downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> the, best, the 
best Alabama crowd shots are when they find somebody who is straight out of central casting from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Like that's the like they they I know they scout. They're like, let's find the longest neck in the crowd and the biggest ears. Let's get a but guy. that's Dabo. That, that would be Dabo, but Dabo's in the sweatshirt, so you do not want to. Wargle bargle, gribble dibble. <laughs> we should uh, have. Um, oh God. Speaking of earthquakes, by the way, and speaking of Pacific Northwest, you guys have all read that New Yorker story about the odds of that, like, super tsunami that's going to hit the Pacific Northwest, like, in the yes. next 50 years or so. Yeah, yeah. Man, I can't even talk about college football. What the fuck we talk about the New Yorker for? <laughs> hey, collar bone. There's an earthquake that's going to create a tsunami, and it's going to destroy, like, Seattle, man. Nobody worried about no Seattle. <laughs> yeah, the the Cowboys destroyed Seattle. They don't even, they don't even have a basketball team. <laughs> um, mm. Tom Herman fan seventy six, you're on the line. <laughs> oh, God. What am I gonna do with him? Like, how am I supposed to make peace with this? I asked Steve about it because Steve's hated every Tennessee coach that's ever existed. Yes, I just don't on. know how you do it when you like your team and hate your coach. Uh, when he figures it out, let me know. Yeah, like he's, I think Johnny Mate is on. He's hated every coach Tennessee has ever had, including the ones he played for. And I only like Johnny Majors because he's a drunk, so that doesn't even count. Yes, yes. And he hates Philip Fulmer too, right? Um, <laughs> that, his, his unrelenting hatred of the man who took his job is one of the most underrated hilarities of, like, the last like, 30 years. I respect, on a clinical level, I respect this pettiness and this commitment, this decades-long commitment to pettiness. <laughs> Well, listen, I mean, seats are cheap on the UNC football bandwagon if you want to get on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, Fedora was using my name in their recruiting propaganda, but at least that's when they weren't bad. You wait, know, like now I'd have to send a oh, no, wait, I don't know this story. Hey, everyone. Somebody sent me a picture of this where, like, they send out, like, postcards and stuff to recruits, and they'd like to play up, like, all the media attention you can get. And they were like, UNC alum, Bomani Jones. I'm like, dude, I flunked out of grad school. Like, let's not, let's not overstate what I mean to this place and what this place means to me. Spencer, have you ever been used in Georgia Tech literature? Oh, no. It would explain some things. No, no, no. Maybe in that article of how they, they were trying to sustain a rat brain in a petri dish. <laughs> that would be it. That, which, by the way, they were trying to do when I was there. That was like the, the legend. They were like, you'd go by this building at Tech, and you're like, oh, man, I bet this is going to be a fun educational experience. Somebody would go, that's the building where they're trying to keep rat brains alive in petri dishes and have them talk to computers. Next day, that was trying to turn lead to gold. Never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ever, have I told y'all, I forget on this program, the story of the monkey gym at South Alabama or the monkey I, lab? Oh yeah. You, I don't know if you've told it on the show, but you should. This is when I was. Uh, this, wait, this, wait, what did Alabama try to do? Not, this is no. South Alabama. Oh, this is the. the this is, this is Joey Jones. Super USA. No, I just saw the replay of that fake field goal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that it happened. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wait, so, yeah, the, the the monkey gym was not an elaborate and problematic metaphor for this football game? No, I was, no, it I was, was, I, was I was sitting on the steps with Joey Jones, who was the first football coach at South Alabama, Pablo, and I was, and he was explaining to me that, yeah, when we first started the program here, we practiced, I had heard several players refer to their first weight room as uh, the monkey lab, 
And I asked the coach, I was like, why do they call it the monkey lab? And he's like, oh, we took over an old animal testing facility that they used to test monkeys in. I'm like, oh, oh okay. So like their first winter room on campus because they didn't have space was just this old disused science lab that was haunted with however many thousands of dead animal spirits. Um, y'all, y'all should pay attention to the game real quick here. Yeah. Since I'm a little ahead of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, they ought to bring that Clemson fan. <laughs> they ought to bring back that Clemson fan who streaked in the first quarter because they at least caught that guy. Bam I think we ought wow. to off to four Clemsons. Yeah. No. This by the way, like are we considering that Notre Dame might might have just been merely good, not awful? Like they might, they might have no. been no. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So Clemson is one touchdown away from having a bigger lead on Bama than they had on Clemson. Is that is that math right? Something like that. We're getting close to that. Oh. By the way, I didn't realize that there were like strangers on this call until I looked at my mentions and somebody said something about like two thousand people being on mute. I might have approached my entrance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like these other people involved. What can you claim? Wow. <laughs> I actually have no idea who's on this call. I'm just doing a lot of guessing. I I, I, I know we got Spencer. I heard Pablo because I work with him every day. I've deduced that that was Holly. And then the rest of y'all, I don't know who this is. Mystery. Yeah, yeah, we got, yeah, we got Ryan and we got Jason. And, uh, you know, by the way, you, you're you're not at work, so we invited Pablo so you could be at work again. Congratulations. Okay. We got the there Ocho. There we go. We're the Ocho. Yeah, these are, these are these are billable hours. My problem is that I only know Ryan is Prince Akeem. I ain't never met the man in real life or nothing like that. You know, <laughs> basically the same. Uh huh. Okay. He does in real life. In real life, Ryan looks like one of three or four gangsters who was killed holding a Tommy gun and having a really short tie in the film. Yeah, like like holding it backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't say you were one of the good gangsters. Hey, how's this work? Are we having fun yet? Oh no. That's okay. You could look like Dwight Schrute. Like when the beard's not here, I look like I look like Dwight Schrute underneath this. And Jason, as we have established, is the spitting image of LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. So we're all friends now. Wow! Huh. Someone knows what Joe Burrow looks like. That's amazing. <laughs> well, he looks, like, looks like Jason. He looks great. Is how he looks. I think fair. Bird-like, beautiful, noted offensive threat, Joe Burrow. Excuse me. So. Hey man, Zach Mertberger ain't walking in that door. You know, <laughs> he, he would like to be clear. He would like to. He needs something to do. What was he banned from there? Like he was banned from Valdosta. No, yeah. Wasn't he banned from Statesboro? Banned from Valdosta. I, I will never forget. That I feel like I'm banned from Valdosta, like <laughs> just for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The King Frog Outlet accepts everyone, okay? No matter race, creed, color, faith, whatever. The, the King Frog Outlet is ready for everybody. The rest of Valdosta, I don't know. But if Dude, you want 75, to... 75 south of Atlanta, I want no parts of. None. Till it runs into the ocean. No parts. No stuckies in your future. Oh, God. And I've done them all. I've done 95 all the way through Georgia. I've done 75. 75 is way spookier than 95, crossing that Florida line. That's yeah, like, hoo, hoo, hoo. yeah. It's longer. 
Did I tell you one time I got one time I went on a really stupid trip in the middle of the night from Gainesville up to Valdosta and I my our car broke down on something called, and I am not kidding you, Snake Nation Road. It was two in the morning and a car broke down on Snake Nation Road and I thought I was gonna die. What kind of snakes though? The, the big ones. Okay. All of them. But on Snake Nation with Road a, with a I got you. Oh, I was gonna say Snake Snake Nation. They have like a constitution and everything. Like a bunch of snakes drew up a document. Um, I would not rule it out. I wouldn't. I'm sure. I'm sure they have their own way of doing things down in Snake Nation. But we heard a couple of very large pickup trucks roaring down the road. All hit the like, all hit the drainage ditch, which was like two and a half feet deep, without regret. Just like whatever's in here is better than that. How is that? How is how is that not a bull sponsor bite now? How is there not like you know just a whole bunch of snakes? The Cure Bowl presented by Snake Nation. I mean, tell me that doesn't sound like a future sponsor of the Independence Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Snake Nation yeah, never, paid their, never paid the bill, but they got the deal anyway. Snake Nation is the city council in Shreveport. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the Independence Bowl was once sponsored by Weed Eater. We cannot forget that. And and uh, the duck the duck bros the, the duck, duck commander that's right commander yeah. right duck yeah independence <laughs> and it, the the independence bowl also ended the career of Dante Page Moss of North Carolina who at the end of that miserable year where Butchie got fired just basically quit in the hotel before the, before the independence bowl it was snowing down there and it was Shreveport and he just went on a Twitter rant that's the last I ever heard of him oh Bob god it snowed there for that game I forgot about that he just said I've had enough I can't take this no more <laughs> like bad enough you gotta be in Shreveport and then it snows are you kidding me I don't blame man. I don't blame him like on the list of quits like in all time in sports like Barry Sanders I get it I completely get it, right? He was like, I've taken this lion's life as far as I can. Bye. And everyone's like, oh, no, I get that. If you go to Shreveport and it's snowing for your bowl game, bye. Done. Out. Send me home. <laughs> Whatever it takes, send me home. Have I? Okay, I've told the story of I don't want to play football, right? He reminds me of that kid. Yeah, no. There I, was this, if Pablo, well, no, all my stories are new to Pablo. This is why we like having Pablo. They are. Pablo, when my, when my baby brother was playing football, uh, when he was in like whatever the 10-year-old football division is, there was this kid on the team who was, Josh was a center. My brother was a center because he's the only one who could read at the time. And whoever was playing <laughs> next to him on the line, every time they lined up to snap, would turn, snap his head sideways to his mom in the stands and scream, I don't want to play football! Like, right before the ball was snapped. And then was like that one where you could just see it reflected in the eyes of some of these college kids, and I don't blame them one bit. They don't want to play That's football. amazing. Yeah, God bless, God bless that child. <laughs> The, the Independence Bowl, for the record, by the way, could have been sponsored. They rejected this uh, overture from a company to sponsor the Independence Bowl back in 2005. The Deja Vu chain of gentlemen's clubs offered to become the title sponsor. And uh, Where the, did they find it in their hearts to reject that? Or did uh, ESPN reject ESPN event? There's a chain? What it? 
Yeah, Deja, the Deja Vu Gentlemen's Clubs offered to sponsor it, and the Independence Bowl, too proud for Deja Vu, declined the the sponsorship. I'm pretty sure they went on to be sponsored by Advocare. I also yes. think we, we just experienced a wonderful moment where Pablo realized that they are actually strip club chains. <laughs> well, I, re- I, re- I was thinking about it, like the Gold Club, obviously, I guess is a chain. The, right. There's uh, little stars well, dancing in your vision, but every star is a trucker mud flap with a naked lady on. I'm, yeah, I'm, I would I, I would just say there aren't that many guys named Rick that own clubs. <laughs> <laughs> right. But now, the I thought club, there was like a. I thought Rick's was like a Joe's Pizza scenario where everybody would just use Rick as like the oh, go-to yeah. you, make you gotta go to Rick's, You gotta go to Rick's original. Don't go to 99 Cent Rick's. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> 99 Cent Rick's got wings. <laughs> they do dilute the hot sauce though with water. I'm okay with it, but yeah, 99 Cent Rick's really does cheat you on the hot sauce. Thank you for joining our college football championship podcast <laughs> for men. For men. I am I am happy that we brought up Shreveport though because you might recall that's where Alabama went for a bowl game in Nick Saban's first year, and um, rumoredly when they got there, the buses stopped, and Nick Saban got everybody off the buses and said, "I hope you soak all this in because while I'm head coach, we're never fucking coming back here again." Those <laughs> <laughs> got a story about Shreveport. <laughs> the uh the other thing about that shreveport trip by the way is that's where the infamous nick saban um i believe his cupid shuffle was filmed oh yeah nick Nick saban wedding guest extraordinaire yes because that's where the world discovered that nick saban was a db and still had those hips yeah and see and you can tell when he's got if you've ever seen him in like formal work, he's a little hippie, right? Yeah. Like he's he's got he's got kind of like not like an hourglass figure, but for a man, he's a little hippie. He could he could fill out a cocktail dress should he choose. He, he's like a little hot hat, right? Like yeah. it's a wider base than you think. Yeah, he's he's a Mazda three through the hips. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but dude, but the dude has rhythm, and you're like, oh, that's. That's one of his recruiting moves, right? Like, oh, hey, time for the family to dance. You got the Cupid Shuffle? Because I can do that. And he can do it. Like, he does a really respectable Cupid Shuffle. You know what he can't do? Hmm. Kick field goal? Yeah. Get within 21 points of, or get within 20 points of Clemson? Man, how mad are you if the first one of your idiot children to surpass you on the field in this manner is the one named Dabo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you did you see the 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 like the stories that they told when they were asked to tell the story? They were terrifying. Like yeah, oh, I did I did hear that. When Dabo was like, you know, a tricycle and a. By the way, there was some confusion when he was talking about whether it was a hill or a cliff. I think that's clearly a bluff. A bluff. If yeah. you're confused about whether if you're from where Dabo's from and you're confused as to whether it's a hill or a cliff, it's a bluff. Yeah, but he told like an amusing story that you know of, of like personal trials when he was broke. And, and Nick he, Saban gave a film breakdown. <laughs> he gave a film breakdown. Yes. Back from when he was. That was uh, like that wasn't a good story, right? The Nick Saban story was like, here's the time that I learned like this coaching maxim that 
I guess I apply now, but it wasn't like touching in any way. Well, you know what this means. He's has <clears throat> he's got some horrible secret that he has to fight constantly to not accidentally tell. When people are like, "Oh, tell us a little about yourself," don't tell well, him about that. It's, it's, it's the Kawhi Leonard. Tell me a, your favorite Christmas memory, and you say no. It's like, <laughs> all right, I guess you must be repressing something. Don't don't tell him about the drifter. Don't tell. You don't know that he died. You <laughs> left before you could know. Maybe when he loses control of his emotions, he molts. Like, if he's not actively thinking about stopping it, he just sheds his entire character. Oh, like, he's, a, he's, a, he's a shapeshifter, and he has to maintain the Nick Saban shape before turning into 1,000 bats instead. Hmm. I think All that, of which will be aided when Andy Serkis portrays him. In <laughs> <laughs> That's like 600 bats. 1,000 bats would be pretty tall. The... Uh, with Nick Saban, I imagine Miss Terry probably controls all the stories, and she's probably put the kibosh on all of Nick's personal stories because they're probably like mm. super scary in West Virginia as hell. Mm. You know, like, yeah, the ones that aren't Miami as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, he's coached in some. <laughs> okay, so like one time, one time, at one time, my passport held the following countries all in sequence: Mexico, Myanmar, and Turkey. Basically, like search me at customs, right? Like those three countries. <laughs> I show up with that. I'm going to be spending three hours at customs. That and that beard, yeah. Yeah. So where Absolutely. is Nick? Yeah. So where is Nick Saban coached? He's coached. Uh, let's see, Cleveland, East Lansing, uh, Toledo, right? Yeah. Uh, Miami, Louisiana, right? Baton Rouge. Oh my God, he's the true detective. Yeah, he's he's basically doing a tour of like America's scariest places, slowly. But- <laughs> Now he's like, now he's like in the. And day. now he found the scariest place of all, the human heart. Or, or, or just. I was gonna say Santa Clara with a twenty-point deficit, but yeah. Yeah, like he's slowly doing a world tour of the most frightening places. It's not that he hasn't found the right NFL team. It's just that the NFL hasn't opened a team in like <clears throat> I don't know. We'll just pick a town at random. Shreveport hasn't opened a team. <laughs> Now, Ryan, you're ahead, so you're just going to tell me if they scored here, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll keep you posted. Uh, quick update, yeah, Bama's still losing. So, um, they're facing fourth and four right now, and I mean, I can let you know in live, in live action if it happens or not. <clears throat> or do you want to be surprised? Yeah, we take just, us into the future, Ryan. We just okay. slow-mo, oh, we're getting slow-mo Saban crossing his arms on the headset they're about to snap at 550 how far ahead of us are guys you? guys i got bad news if you're a tide fan yeah you're listening to this podcast instead of oh. watching the title game no actually this title game you might be better off listening to this podcast so hey, it's not called the national title game that's so specific like that's a joke that works in print shit sorry, sorry. i'm sorry that wasn't supportive don't steal that athletic <laughs> hey, i think you might win Wait, what? Clemson's gonna win the football game? It's it, it, please don't come on. How is the how is the Atlanta fan doing this? Uh, he's had a long week. We all have. I know. I just like. Can we not count chickens and all that? Clemson might win. I I, I know a chance. Are you asking three? Mind. Are you asking three Atlantans not to count chickens? Yeah, you're right. That was my fault. Yeah. Now we're all just sitting here, like staring at the TV together. It's like you're all here. Wait, all did you see? Did you see the fourth? Ninety-three of you. Did y'all see the fourth down play successfully? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want to make sure. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, what Spencer. do you think off season? This. Spencer, watch this game. Spencer, are you there? Oh yeah. Um, have you played Red Dead Online yet? I have not. I have not either, and I'm wondering if we should form a gang. <laughs> oh, I support this completely. I've been I've been waiting for you to ask that. Where did we <laughs> should we form a gang? How many? So, am I to understand that that online is it just like GTA? Do you just go around shooting people? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that sounds great. You so know. I I I have not I've not played yet either. All I know is that you can create your own avatar, so it's completely different, obviously, from your normal, uh, you know, narrative character in every way. But I presume that yeah, you can go and uh, you know murder your your friends and stuff. I've dabbled a little bit. You can like you, you set up a camp with your buddies, and you can like raid other people's camps, or you can just go fish together. <laughs> We're not doing that. No, yeah, okay. no, <laughs> we're not fishing. <laughs> um, by the way, speaking of fishing, if you were wondering when Kirby was gonna start trending in Atlanta, it's now. Oh wow! And Jalen is actually Kirby and Jalen both trending. Is that good? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great for us. Why? What? Why? Why, <clears throat> why would you want Kirby here? He can't even beat Bama. Oh, you know who? Um. But yeah, we should we should form a gang and we should uh I think we should engage in like uh we should engage in in various like ultra realistic endeavors inside the Red Dead simulator. Like there should be a gang of dudes who just go gamble and drink together but do not commit violence. They're just sad. Like, so to just, be clear so to be clear, you wanna recreate a Las Vegas bachelor party online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that basically what we're doing right now? No, because there's no way we could possibly make money off of this. Press X to stifle emotions. <laughs> press press Y I to am... wonder where life took a wrong turn. <laughs> press uh, I'm X in, by the way. Graduate, and we're never going to see each other again. <laughs> press left trigger to text Amber and say you miss her. catch from like three minutes ago yeah yeah this is pretty good oh oh my god Wait, ryan are we recording this for posting or are we it's just wrong. Wrong. i mean i mean do you remember the part where pablo was just talking to nothing but me clicking for two minutes how no, that's, that's why i'm asking if we're recording because i'm kind of excited to see what this sounds like in theory but i'm not making any promises at this juncture i <sighs> <sighs> shall know the hour yeah, I'm just basically I'm basically going to be the the guy in the Red Dead posse who just is like, I'll be I'll be the troubled dad, troubled dad in the Red Dead posse. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just gonna go over here and get my hair cut and walk it in for a while, man. That's all I'm gonna do. I do feel I do feel ashamed though because so my brother, my younger brother, went through the game, beat the game, much like you, Spencer, like very dutifully, paying attention to the narrative and enjoying all of its wonders. And so when he comes over to my house, oh, there's something that's happening for Alabama simultaneously to this. Um, when he comes over, he sort of sees me just being abject terrorist. 
and it's unnerving. Like, I feel like there's a certain moral judgment from people who have played Red Dead trying to be a good person. And then they come over to me and I have like bounties everywhere and I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing uh, Molotov cocktails at trains for no reason. <laughs> and I feel bad. That's a nice little Tuesday. Yeah, we Great. It, it is it is fun to do that now because like I've beaten the game. So you come out of the game and you have, you know, it's like, oh man, you have all of the honor in the world. You've played this game so morally and thoughtfully, right? And and now it's like, let's undermine all of that. Let's undo all of the good we've done in the world. And you finish the game with like, I, man, if you do it one way, you could finish with like 30 grand or something like in the bank. Yeah, once you finish the story, you're fucking loaded. Yeah, so basically you can have that. Wow. Like, you can have that existential crisis, you know, uh, of wealth and success. Like, well, what's next for me, man? I built a barn and I have $30,000. What more could I want in this life? Which, to be fair, story of my family. I got thirty grand in a barn. What are you <laughs> I did it. I reached the top. <laughs> I, I got thirty grand. I got a barn, and I see a train. <laughs> what was it? I want everybody to ask this question because oh, it's one yeah. of my favorites. But like, when what was your definition of like fuck you money when you were like like twenty? Like, what was fuck you money? Because for me, like, I remember the number. I was like, man, seventy grand. If I can do 70 grand, you never have to work again. Like at one point, my brain actually thought that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, oh, think yeah. I, I, I don't think I was ever that low, but. Not even when you were like remember, in Florida. No, because like, I think it was because I had no intention of staying in Florida. So it was like, I just, uh, whatever money keeps me from going back to Florida. That's the goal. That's actually a good goal for everybody. Yeah. That's a good blanket life across the board. I remember thinking whatever a corporate lawyer makes, that seems like a level of of security that that I should aspire to. And now I laugh because I get paid that to do this. And life's funny. <laughs> and to be clear, by doing this, I mean lie down completely horizontally on my couch as this game is on mute. I have no real idea what's going on, but I am listening to people talk about it. Well, I think you're actually in the ideal viewing situation. Like you're Absolutely. Pro I feel you're great. You're not extending too many calories, and you know by our cackling whenever something bad happens to Emma. Exactly. I just turned my head. Great. No. Um, I want to post a, a alert reader. Vikram informs us that something went wrong with the Cal train tonight and it started switching tracks, northbound train on the southbound track and vice versa at Palo Alto. Can you imagine the debacle if the game were here? Man, if you have ever seen a load of Alabama fans who are there every fucking year and never improve at this, trying to get off Atlanta subway station at the station that's clearly marked for the stadium, and they're all standing in the door going, Bert, do we get off here? Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, I kind of love the thought of masses and masses of Bama fans stranded in Palo Alto, because as I keep telling you people, you have a lot more in common with Stanford fans than you think you do. It has to do with money. Mm. 
I enjoy. I, I do enjoy though that Stanford, uh, when everybody else is expanding their stadiums, they're just, they're like, no, we want we want fewer people at these games. Stanford Stadium's great though. Like it's got the view. They got the eucalyptus. They got the garlic fries. Um, I would love to talk about garlic fries all night, y'all. But uh, we're gonna watch the fourth quarter. All I'm like, all our heart. Yeah, we're gonna watch it solo, um, because. Well, we want to focus on it. Also, we've ridden this horse a long way. To use red dead. Mostly, I have to. I, have to pee. Well. Yeah. I just gotta. I just gotta pee mostly. Yeah, and Ryan has to pee. Uh, Our special boy's squirrel bladder must be attended to. Um, Ryan, thank you for setting this up and doing literally all the work for no pay as usual. Don't worry, I probably fucked it up. Love you. <laughs> um, thank you. Pablo from the New York office for jumping on and filling us in on those quarterly reports. As always, Utan Inamo. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, all 1,852 of you beautiful, beautiful lizard people. <laughs>